This is show 81 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. And today I am sitting down with Tamia from Buffalo Baby Bums to just kind of have a conversation about cloth diapering. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering. We talk with brands, retailers, and parents from around the world to share their cloth diaper experience, whether it be their story as a cloth diaper parent or their experience as a retailer or brand or manufacturer. My name is Bailey. I am a cloth diaper blogger, educator, and author of Cloth Diapers, Textiles, The Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More, which is available on Amazon as well as at Barnes & Noble and distributors around the world. I am a mom of two. I used to cloth diaper, but now I am just a cloth diaper advocate, and I'm here to listen to your story, share your story, and start conversations. Today's episode is with Tamia. Tamia and I have been working on a few other exciting things as well, but this is a little bit of a conversation that we had that sparked that inspiration, and I hope that you look forward to it. I think it's just really cool to take 20 minutes to listen to somebody else's cloth diaper experience and how they are trying to make some change in the cloth diaper world. We all come at this with a variety of different experiences, and this is just one different perspective to take in today. Um, so, well, basically, I started three years ago here in Buffalo because I wanted a cloth diaper service. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to deal with washing of the diapers, but I really, really wanted to cloth diaper and there was nothing around. So like any other, you know, insane new mom, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to start one. <laughs> I don't want to wash the diapers, but I'm going to start my own diaper service. I don't think we normally go down that path. <laughs> oh, no, but I, I'm definitely, yeah, that, that's, that's my MO, I guess. Um, I kind of laugh about the irony too. Okay, um, I was just like, do we all recognize this? (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. I am like one big irony in in a ball here. (laughs) Um, It's like I I was born in Slovakia, so I'm an immigrant, and uh, I ended up being an English teacher, and um, I actually ended up being the valedictorian of my graduating class in college, and that was one big irony too like I came here without knowing a word and I'm about to teach a bunch of people English so like that's pretty fun (laughs) but so anyway that's how I got my start and uh you know it's been slow I started out with one customer one family uh basically word of mouth and now it's three years down the road and like you said I've been thinking about starting a brand and I do have um a diaper bomb and it's called uh poopa dupa <laughs> repeat that for like the, the name yeah the poopa dupa yeah it's a solid name choice <laughs> so i don't know if you're familiar with the term dupa no it's a, it means butt so basically i'm calling it a poopy butt cream but dupa is but in polish and slovakian and here in buffalo we have a huge polish population so it's kind of like an homage to the population here and to my own roots um and i just noticed you know a lot brings it together makes sense though exactly and i like that it's a finger fingerless application because like as a new parent when you're outside you're wiping your kid's butt you know you really don't want to 
be putting the cream on with your fingers because then you have to wash your hands and it becomes a really big mess. Um, so, but I know there are other brands doing it out there. It's just like all of them are plastic. So I actually started working with a factory over in China to get these eco containers. And I worked with a local brand trying to do it. They could only find like these push like uh, you push it up from the bottom, like those type of containers. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, like with a, I mean, but like a um, pop, like a where you lick them, like the candies. What's those called? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then I just the product ended up coming from the bottom. So actually, the factory has these twists up, and then inside is a little bit of plastic, but it's recycled plastic. So I was able to come up with something that kind of covered all of that and right now it's just you know really within my customer base and I have I think you know um Kylie in Utah she's a cloth diaper mom (laughs) on Instagram (laughs) it's been a tough road especially with brands I'm sure you know you're getting bombarded like everyone I feel like everyone and their mom is coming out with a cloth diaper brand today I don't know how you feel about that. (laughs) So a lot of times I feel like I only you. It's probably because you're in it because I'm just like, oh, there's not a lot going on in the industry. And then somebody will be like, there is. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't see all that happening. There are a lot of I guess that is you are. There are a lot of people coming up. Um, But I think there's always space for more because there's the hardest thing with cloth diapering is marketing and a lot of people successfully do it on a very small gorilla style scale gorilla style i meant like gorilla marketing like community based eco grounds green grounds up yeah there's like a lot out there because for a while like 2020 2019 to 2020, I talked to a lot of like new brands, brand new, just launching kind of, I guess, where you are. And then a lot of them are doing really well this year. And then there's even more coming up. But then there's also brands that are like fading. It's like this life cycle, Mm -hmm. like Nuggles just kind of faded off. She's got a seven and eight year old and she was just kind of like... I'm just going to focus on these other things. And so, yeah, I think like it's a little bit of a cycle, you know, like one in one out. That might be kind of how I kind of see it a lot of times, but it can be really hard because there's a lot of noise. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm starting to feel on it. It's been a little discouraging, like why kind of even start, you know, so I'm trying my my main concern is to listen to my customers because I have this cloth diaper service and kind of, you know, just like how I started the service, what's the problem, what's the need, and can I come up with a solution? So my big focus was on um, nighttime solutions because I'm sure you and I both know like a lot of parents are scared to cloth diaper, especially at night. Yes. And there's a lot of leaks and a lot of issues and stuff like that. I'm actually beta testing a a Zorb um, booster made with Zorb fabric right now. Um, That's been working really well. So like Kylie, who was testing it out for me, she had it in a pre-flat and she said it absorbed all of the urine and the pre-flat was dry, (laughs) which was really cool. And so I have a couple of things like that. And I, I hope that like that way I can, you know, find some, some way in just the organic way, just listen to what, what people need right now. Basically. Yeah. And 
a lot of what was I who would I talk to I talked to a mom who's like an influencer and she's just been she's been doing cloth diaper courses with her local doula and I was just thinking that that kind of yeah super community-based education and involvement is something that's sometimes missing on a hyper local scale and there's a lot of room for growth because when you start going on like instagram and you get it on a national and international level it feels very yeah convoluted yeah and sometimes i'm following and i don't even know i guess that's i also don't really know who's keeping up with all the brands and who's who yeah. and what's what well i feel like you're doing a really good job like i know you've been working on the flow chart and stuff like that to help parents find like what may be their best fit but i i teach like so i teach these classes too in my lo- local community and yeah. honestly i just end up saying like you're gonna end up with a mix of everything that's probably the best (laughs) like you're Mm -hmm. not gonna find probably not gonna find the one brand or the one type of diaper that you really really love some people do but I feel like you need like multiple for different situations yeah somebody always on Facebook somebody will tag me when like a mom in our local group asks what's the best cloth diaper and I'm just like Mm -hmm. I don't know this is you can't this is an impossible question what's what's best for you (laughs) yeah can we can we go into it deeper like what are you looking for why don't you yeah anyways i could see why you're like feeling that struggle i think a lot of brands especially small brands can feel that way so you just you kind of make a name for yourself this so this poopa dupa stick this sounds fun what what inspired you to create a cloth what like do you have any background in making creams so I, so I said a little bit about my background and I started working with this local group called Nickel City Alchemy and they make really great stuff um they focus on magnesium type things so they have like a called like little buffalo sleepy bomb and it's supposed to help you like six months and up to sleep and so I went to them first like hey can we come up, you know, with a stick together? There were just a lot of issues. And so I started looking into like manufacturing, which opened up this whole like wormhole. Like how do people even find this stuff? Like the factories and then do I need to bring the packaging? Like it was nuts. So I started like calling and emailing companies on the back of products. I even contacted Grovia. And I was like, <laughs> um, hey guys, like, would you, do you make other products in your facility? And they're like, no, <laughs> of course not. We only make our own. So I started looking into the um, legalities of it. And I have a friend who's a lawyer as well. And basically, you know, that's that's the main thing is like, first of all, I'm interested in natural products. So it's not like a great deal of chemistry is involved. It's really just formulating in your kitchen. And that's that's what mm-hmm. it came down to. And that's what most people did. So it was me standing at my stove looking up recipes like from different blogs and ingredients that were important to me so like um, bentonite clay is one of the main ingredients yeah Uh, really like i focused on that i wanted to incorporate and it was finding the right consistencies because it can be like a little grainy um and it needed to be cloth diaper safe that's what i did and it came out really awesome people liked it and i i'm putting it out there i try to get myself insured but whenever it comes to babies people get really crazy and it would cost me like half of my business to get it insured on a yearly basis so 
Oh, yeah. There's just like red tape after red tape, but I love the product and my customers love it. And so I'm just kind of keeping it local. And I know last time we spoke over email, I had this whole plan like is going to be a... a I feel like we had, um, it has been so long since we emailed that I was like, where Mm -hmm. are you even at with all of these plans that you had? Yeah. So honestly, like I, I just trust in, in the formula and I hopefully trust in the goodwill of people that, that order it. And then my testers, like, obviously I tested it on my kids and then the people who I sent it out to, and I'm just keeping it small scale for now and trust, like, if it's a good product, it's going to do its thing at some point, Mm -hmm. you know? So what's the goal behind the product? Like what's it designed for? Like any specific type of rash, general use, what's... Yeah, general use. So honestly, I was like, what can I use that's cloth diaper safe? That's kind of like zinc, but it's not zinc. Because when people hear about zinc, they get freaked out when it comes to cloth diapers. And I know that there's like different camps on it. Like some people will say it's fine. And some people are like, never, you know, never use this. Uh, So I didn't really want to go down that route. So I was like, what kind of like zinc with the same like force, but it's not going to scare people away to use it on cloth diapers. So what's just as healing. And then honestly, I just hated the plastic because that's, that's what I'm in this for is to be more sustainable and all the other bombs and stuff were just coming in plastic containers. And oh yeah, there's most of them, a lot of it. Hey, I was like trying to think, I guess. So my local solve company comes in like a little tin uh, company. And then the other one that I used a lot is an, okay, that's the only one. And then everything else is pretty plasticky. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my goal with that. Like, so these products come in recyclable containers or plastic free containers. And eventually locally, I'd love to have a fillery where like people can come in with these goods and they can get them, you know, refilled for a discount and help along our planet earth. (laughs) So yeah, that would be the, how big is Buffalo? Okay. So I know it's as big as the city where I was born in Slovakia. Okay. So it's like, 256,000. So it's small. I live in a city of 80,000 people. So it's big. From my perspective, that's what I was trying to figure oh, figure what your per, what your yeah. size was. So quarter million and there's a bigger surrounding area. So, yeah. so. Yeah, that's a good way You've been doing you you're working on this cream, you're doing your service, you're having bigger dreams. Why did you why did you consider cloth diapering you consider cloth diapering in the first place because I mean so I think by now you figured out that I'm pretty extra (laughs) as a person I like doing things that are different and that was my first draw to it it's like it's not something that everybody was doing it was something cool it grabbed my interest and then honestly the biggest reason which is interesting because I am sustainably minded was the money Mm. Yes. I was like, I want to do as much as I can to save money for my family. And that's, that's um, why I started looking into it. Gotcha. And then, so today, how many families do you serve with your diaper service? So it's been tough during the pandemic. I, I doubled this year. So last year I had more than doubled. So, but it's still not a lot in my opinion. Last year I had six families. Oh, wow. This year I had, I went up to 14 and now I'm back to like, nine so so how are you navigating your diaper service do you just do it in your home do you have a commercial facility probably not the second one 
Well, so the first uh, like year and a half or so, I did it in my basement and I ended up getting, um, so I had two sets of washing machines, two set of dryers. So I was doing everything by myself with a newborn <laughs> and then, um, I just couldn't find anything like local because I wanted to outsource to a laundry, which I actually now have. When I got pregnant with my second, I found this small like mom and pop shop uh, that's a commercial laundry and I drop everything off there once a week to get laundry. Oh, so nice. That really helped out. And I also... That's like a cool collaboration too. Yes. Because I know the local laundromat here in town, they tried to offer a diaper service, but uh, I don't think they had the right marketing, the right connections, the right people to kind of do it. And so when when you can partner up as your own business with an established reputation. Yeah, it, it was really good because the I, I don't know how I missed them the first time, but I did call a bunch of laundries, even like um, laundries and hospitals and stuff to see if they would take me on. And a lot of people are really um, averse to, you know, handling poop, obviously. And they were concerned <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's going to smell up the place and stuff like that. Um, so I, I was glad I ended up finding them. And then I, this past March, I found a stay at home mom to do the driving. Nice to grow another business. Yeah. And I call it my mom to mom program. So anyone that like I ever employ or work with is another mom who wants extra money, basically thinking about like getting, going to a brick and mortar is I actually started talking to her about partnering together. So oh, yeah, so there you go. Like coming together again, more people. So, and then the community aspect is I recently started talking with the founder of um, Every Bottom Covered, which is the local diaper bank here. They only do disposable. So I wanted to contact them to provide a cloth option and she's really excited. So she basically wants to partner with me and we're in the like first stages there expanding to the next eight counties like local counties in our area because honestly that was our, our biggest issue because I I used to partner with the cloth option and I was the local drop-off location for them but I don't I haven't reached out to them per se but I don't think they'll want to continue on if because we're going to be working on keeping it local right and they're a national organization so I don't know how they would feel about that um but pretty much it's exactly what we're talking about. So I would be offering free education. So it's not just making these kits for the families, but teaching them how to use them. Yeah. And so you can also connect up to Jake's diapers because Jake's is now. Yeah, I yeah, I, I have been trying to reach them. But so Razia is her name, the one who runs the diaper bank here. She said that they're still kind of small scale. So I haven't heard back okay. from them yet. Um but like you said, they're probably pivoting right now. So they have a lot on their plate. My goal for the flats and hand washing challenge this year is to bring, I've got a meeting with, I've got an interview scheduled with Katie Stymus from Jake's Diapers and Megan from Milwaukee and a few others. So um, bring some of these really cool projects that are happening that I know about, but like connect you, you froze on me. Okay. What's been the hardest thing about, about being a mama entrepreneur, about starting a business as a woman? I know we already talked a lot about a lot of different challenges, but is there anything that was like, that's been really challenging in the role of mom and business owner? So I don't know, you know, I mean, we've talked about perception. So this, this could be like just my perception, but honestly, for, for me, it's people believing in me. 
probably is the hardest thing. Like, I'm sure everyone can talk about what a juggle it is. And, you know, you have to manage, you know, I also teach part time and run the service and I have my two kiddos and try to be a wife and sure, like it's a juggle, but honestly, it's, it's the belief, like, it's when people don't ask you, hey, how's your business? Or if people say like, uh, oh, how's your little hobby? Or like things like that, you know, and that can be really demoralizing. Do you think it's because um, it's cloth diapering? Like if you had started any sure, other business? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of people have been looking down on it because being an entrepreneur is not like, you're not gonna have guaranteed security. Hmm. And I think that that's probably the number one thing that's been really hard for me. And even right now, there's a lot of pressure, like, you know, don't quit your day job, stay a teacher. You, there's so much security. You know what future you're going to have versus like, I'm so passionate about this. And there's so many aspects to, to this business. I just need, I need the, the, those cheer, cheerleaders I need that support network of people and honestly that's probably been the biggest struggle does your husband support you do you have a partner I do yes um he, he does um but that wasn't an enthusiastic <laughs> yes <laughs> it's not but that's what I'm saying it would be a hundred times easier if I had someone who would be like do it gotcha go for it. I'm behind you all the way. And it's kind of like, well, I, you have the freedom to do what you want to do and I will be there behind you. <laughs> and, and I trust him that if I fail, he's not going to say, I told you so, but it's not like the rah, rah, you got this. Gotcha. You know? so. Yeah. That's, uh, that can be really hard. It'll be really hard. I have a yeah. few friends who've experienced similar things. And sometimes when I feel like I say that what I do, even in social media or comms, it's like not super respected and people kind of give you a funny eye and just assume that you can do a lot of other things as well. And you're like, oh, it's like, it's a job. It's a job that requires time. I need time. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But, you know, I get those boosts of confidence, like whenever I do teach a class or I can help out a family with cloth diapering, um, that really amps me out. Like I even met with a VP of, of our local bank here and and he was like, you're not a startup anymore. You're a business. And just to hear oh, yeah, that, there you go. So, so I, you know, so that that's been pushing me to keep going. Um and then even like with, with the new venture, and I mentioned compostable diapers. Oh, yeah, I saw that, that here in the list and I was like, but she hasn't brought that up at all. So I'm just going to slide in by yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have to. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Um, but, you know, just these new things, they, they help me go and just the promise of like, I could be supporting these communities. That was always from day one, a part of my business plan yeah. was was the non-for-profit aspect the like not everyone can afford this not everyone can do this not everyone has access to an education on this and that was always a part of it always yeah you um you have a lot of different projects on the go hey do you ever feel like I you know. just need to pick one Yes. And, and I, 
I've been listening to um, how I built this podcast <laughs> um, for it's uh, an NPR podcast, and it's basically all about entrepreneurs and how they build their businesses. And they say like the biggest demise of a business is you know, spreading yourself too thin and trying to do too many different things at once. So I have been paring back and that's partly why like the Poopa Dupa line, I've kind of took a step back and let it be more organic. And I'm focusing more on the cloth diaper service to my community and then the collaboration with the uh, diaper bank. Yeah. So those are my two picks um, right now. <laughs> really, um, and that was like for me this year and hiring help helped out as well. Like, um, yeah, because otherwise I was just too, I also have a lot of different passions and I have a really hard time with that. Picking ideas. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I like to do them all. Uh, but sometimes you've got to, I'm going to have to check out that podcast. I wrote it down here. So, and do you have my last, we'll ask last question. We'll, we'll have to do a follow-up podcast in a year or two and see what you decided to be your one piece of advice for any new moms listening who are thinking about starting their own cloth diaper business. Because I have three emails in my inbox and I'm like, I think I'm the wrong person. <laughs> for how to start um find your networking group um that was probably the biggest thing that helped me so there is actually a facebook group um for people with cloth diaper services awesome across across the u.s <laughs> And they have like this Google Doc of like all emails and names and stuff like that. Connect with those people and talk to those people. They all want to share. Um, they, we all, it's a, it's a supportive, non-drama group. And that'll help you um, learn from other people's experiences so that you don't have to make mistakes and find out for yourself. <laughs> Yes. And that's like been a huge thing I've been learning in the last like three months. I got a new, got a couple new job offers and it's been the biggest thing has been like networking and like just sending that yeah. email and being like, Hey, and people are usually really nice. And they're just like, Hey, because they're also like, I've yeah. been looking for someone to talk to about this problem I've been having. And then we can get together and we can solve it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, you know, what really helps me because I'm such a yes man <laughs> is it's, it's called the the give test. So when someone asks you to do something, ask yourself what you will be giving up in order to do it. And if you're comfortable with giving that up, you can say yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. And I've been trying to do that. <laughs> You've been trying to say no more. Is that what also it is? Yeah, 100% <laughs> hold my boundaries. <laughs> it was like, I should probably also say no as um, as a social media manager, COVID is like the biggest whirlwind in my day because uh, all it takes is one change. And my provincial health authority likes to not warn anybody. They're just kind of like, hey, here at two o'clock, this new new this new rule is coming in effect in an hour. Go! Uh, so, so that happened last week and this week has just been like a fury of changing messaging and it's just like, there's got to be a point where I just have to like, I have to stop saying. I've stopped saying that I can respond to things in 24 hours and like yeah, set some intense. boundaries. Um, yeah, it's not fun. So let's wrap this up with where can people yeah. find you? Like if they want to learn more about your passions, your projects, if they're in Buffalo, if they want to connect with you, you're on the internet. 
where is that? Um, okay. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. So it's just Buffalo baby bums, just to make it easy for everyone. Everything is Buffalo baby bums. So it's Buffalo baby bums at Gmail buffalobabybums.com and buffalobabybums on Instagram. And I have to admit that like before we kind of sat down to chat, like we had kind of chatted a little bit, but I never clued in that the reason it's like Buffalo is because you're actually in Buffalo. And that's probably because I'm a Canadian. I was just like, maybe she likes Buffaloes, but you're also based (laughs) in Buffalo, New York. Yes. Yes. Got you. And our our motto is uh, welcome to the herd. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) okay that's cute it's super cute and you've got all these great courses that you've been doing and giveaways and tons of great information here on your account not all episodes of the cloth paper podcast have that same sense of value add as other shows but sometimes two conversations between one conversation between two cloth ever parents is all you kind of need in the world to maybe feel inspired or start your own business or feel like you know what else is going on we have a lot of great shows coming up this summer and fall i have many incredible brands and retailers in my emails but that doesn't mean that there isn't room for you and your story i would love it if you connected with me to share how you overcame cloth diapering or if you want to be a regular contributor to the cloth podcast i am looking for bloggers people who want to start a blog but they don't want to go through the process of having their own blog um I would love to have you blog for, for the Cloth Ever podcast, for the community, to create and share your story in new and unique ways. To get a hold of me, email me at bailey at and I'm signing off before that kid chaos ends.